Hello, Surf Scale Soar family. Oh my gosh, this week's episode is packed with actionable items and no fluff, which I know you love. But before we dive in, I do want to spotlight one of our listeners that has left us a review. And this is coming from BDA12. Five stars. Love, love, love. Brandy shares actionable, simple, no fluff steps to help service providers grow. She walks the walk and shares genuinely from experience. So happy to have an awesome resource like this podcast. BDA12, thank you so much for leaving that review. And you're going to love this episode because it is an actionable, simple, and no fluff episode all about planning your 2020. And if you would like to be a spotlight listener, make sure you just go on and leave us a honest review and we would love to spotlight you. So this episode is actually a Facebook live that got so much amazing feedback that I wanted to share with you. So even if you've already planned out your 2020 or maybe you haven't, or maybe you just think that as a service provider, we don't have to plan out our 2020, I would highly encourage you to continue to listen and I love to hear your feedback. So let's dive on in to this week's episode. Welcome to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Facebook family. I am so excited that you are on and you are ready to plan your 2020 as a service-based entrepreneur. Because let's be real, a lot of these 2020 planning sessions we have seen advertised are for course creators, membership owners, people who have launches and evergreens and all of this stuff. And that doesn't really resonate with us who are not in launch mode or have a course or membership. So where does that leave us? Do we still plan our 2020? Do we not have to plan? Those are all the questions I'm going to be answering today and taking you step by step how I plan out my 2020 as a service-based entrepreneur. So I'm not even going to get into the side of membership, mastermind, live events, any of that. We're solely focused on planning our year as a service-based entrepreneur. And so I'm so excited. For you who do not know me, my name is Brandy Miles. I'm a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist. And when I'm not creating Facebook ads, I am helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their business, either without hiring a team or once they get to those consistent $10,000 months, I take them up and above to whatever their dreams are. And so I'm all about creating a business that is structured around your family and not a business where your family has to conform to your business. And so a lot of what we're going to be talking about today is all about that, how to create a plan for 2020 and have goals that have everything to do with putting your family first and your business second. So I want to jump right in because there's so much goodness and I so appreciate you tuning in today. So as service providers, why the heck do we even need to plan? We're just servicing our clients. And the reason that we need to plan is because when we have a plan in place, 
That's where we can really grow our business. That's where we can see the white spaces. And that's where we can make sure that our family is coming first, that it makes it easier for us to say no and yes when opportunities appear. And if we have those projects that we are super committed to finishing in 2020, where do we fit those in? Is it in quarter one? Is it quarter two? Is it quarter three? And this ensures that we are making time for our family and then our business. And so I'm so excited because it is so important that we plan. And I am someone who loves flexibility. Y'all see me traveling and everything with my family. I love flexibility. So when I first thought about planning, it felt a little heavy because I was like, if I have all these plans, then I can't like be spontaneous. But what happens is when we plan our year, nothing is set in stone. But when we plan our year, it actually gives us more time to be spontaneous, more flexibility, because it makes those choices easier. So the first thing that you're going to want to do when it comes to your 2020 planning is before we pull out the calendars, before we do all this, what I want you to do is spend some time reflecting. So reflecting, just grabbing a journal and reflecting on What worked in 2019? What didn't work in 2019? What did I love doing? What didn't I love doing? I think these are really great things to reflect on. And what I want your list to be is more of what worked and what you loved and what lit you up and the wind you had. That list needs to be longer because there are so many wins that you experienced, even if you don't feel like you experienced a lot of wins, start writing them down. It could be as simple as, hey, I invested in Dubsado and got my workflow set up, or I landed my first client, but we need to celebrate every single win along the way and not just thinking about the big victories because the little wins add up to big victories and that's what's so, so important. So I want you to reflect. What wins did I have? What worked? What did I love doing? And I would encourage you to do that on one piece of paper. Go on and do like that on one piece of paper when you're doing this planning session. The second piece of paper, totally separate. That's where we're going to write down what did you not love doing and what didn't work. And what are some of the goals that you didn't accomplish? I don't want you to write a bunch of stuff, just those goals you didn't accomplish. And now this is where we make changes. If there's stuff you didn't love doing, then how can we cut that out in 2020? So then I want you to brainstorm, like, how can I cut out? For me, it was sales funnels. I hate doing sales funnels. And I feel like you should be working from your happiness level. I really believe in that. And so sales funnels is not something I enjoyed. So how in 2020 can we cut that out? What needs to happen for you to cut out sales funnels? So an example of this was for me. It was, I needed to get two extra Facebook ad clients because that would cover my sales funnel. So I made a plan on, okay, I know that I don't love sales funnels. I need two new clients before I can release sales funnels. And now here's how I'm going to break down my marketing. I'm going to spend X amount of time of my marketing minutes each week, focus on getting two clients so I don't have to focus on sales funnels. And then after that, I put a hard stop where when people would have discovery calls and ask for sales funnels, 
I would email them back and say, sorry, I don't do sales funnels anymore. So that is how we can break down when we write that list of things we didn't love. We need to make an action plan to remove those services. Now, here's the thing. There's going to be some things you don't love doing. Like, I don't love the legal stuff of my business. Like, I don't love reviewing contracts or any of that. But sometimes you just have to do that. That's just part of being a CEO. So those things you're not going to get a plan to get rid of. But you could get a plan in place where you're not doing it as often. So if you find something like maybe it's looking at your like expenses and at the end of the month, you're spending like three hours looking at your expenses. Instead, what if you looked at your expenses each week and or your money and you did it weekly so it's not so big at the end of the month? So that's how we break down the things once we're reflecting and we see the things that we don't love doing, how we break those down so in 2020 we can remove those. Now, for the things that didn't work, you know, I this is where we sit back and we reflect on why didn't they work? How could we make them better? And then in terms of like goals you did not hit, the goals you did not hit that we wrote down, I want those to go on a completely separate paper as well. And then what we're going to do is once we figure out like what goals didn't we hit, let's ball that piece of paper up. Let's rip it out, ball that piece of paper up and throw it out. That is the past. That is not where 2020 is going. Those are gone. That is your baggage that you are carrying. So release it. You do not need to hold on to that going into 2020 because it is not going to serve you at all. So your reflection period is so important before you go straight into the planning. We are so about do, do, do when sometimes we just need to sit back, relax, think, reflect before we can move forward. And so it's that whole notion of slowing down to speed up. So that would be your first step in your 2020 planning is reflection and really getting an idea of what you love doing, what you didn't love doing, what you can fix. And so that would be your step one. Your step two is you got to schedule this time. So you need to pick a date on the calendar. And I know some of you, I'm doing this a little late in December, but you can still do this in January because even if you do it in January, you still have 11 months to make these things happen. So schedule a time. I would say you need two, three hours without the kids, without the husband, without. And so try to get that scheduled in. Even if you need a babysitter or something like that, we want to plan this time. Maybe you just need to get out of the house to do it. Maybe you rather like some people are really good about being at the beach and re getting this stuff done. I'm really good in my office. And so finding your place and scheduling the time. Then you're going to need to gather your supplies. So you don't need a ton of stuff for this. But what I do like to have is a paper calendar. So you can either print out like January, February, March, like a month at a glance calendar. Or I have one of those big like desk calendars that you can use. You're going to want some post-it notes. You're going to want any dates that you have that are like family related, travel related, or anything like that. And you are going to want to get those going. And then what we're going to do is we are going to get all of our resources together. We're going to have our day and then we're ready to plan. So when we plan... We are going to first start with our notebook and we are going to brain dump 
everything that we want to accomplish in 2020. So like all those things that are inside your brain. So some examples of this is for us, I need to do a ClickUp like overhaul. Like my ClickUp's kind of a mess right now. They changed it to 2.0 and I feel like it could be structured better. So that's something that's on my brain dump. Another thing is that we need to switch all the lead pages that we have created in lead pages. We need to switch them over to Kajabi. I need to also have my contracts reviewed by an attorney. So that's something that's on there. I'm switching bank accounts. Like that's something I'm setting up an escort. So that's something like, so we're brain dumping all these things. Maybe you want to add on a new service. Like we are brain dumping everything that we want to accomplish because once we brain dump everything we want to accomplish, then we can sit down and really get clear on when we're going to make these things happen. And that's so important. So brain dump everything that you want to do. So it could be, hey, I want to start growing an email list, or I want to offer Facebook ad services, or I want to get rid of building sales funnels, whatever those are, just get rid of those or brain dump those down on a piece of paper. Okay, so then this is the time we pull out our calendar. Now we have our calendar. We are ready to get planning. And for some of you, you love calendar planning. And then for some of you, you're like me. You're just not like super in love with sitting down with a paper calendar and planning this stuff out. But it is really important. So the first thing that I love to go through all 12 months is I put in any family stuff. So are we going on a vacation? So Riley's birthday is coming up in January and we're going to Disney for four days. That's down in my calendar. Do I know of any doctor's appointments we have? That's going to go down in the calendar. Do I know when we're going to Virginia? That's going in the calendar. Any holidays, any family functions that happen like school plays, um, if you're in like school starts, school ends, those type of things, all that stuff needs to go in your calendar first because family should be where we first start, not putting in business stuff first, but we start with our family activities, our personal activities, and then we build our business around our family. So I want you, when you start this is first we go in and we put down all of our family information that we need to first on the calendar. That is so, so important is getting that down. The second thing that we're going to put down is any live events you want to go to, any conferences. So if you're going to, I'm, we have the Serve Scale Soar live conference at the end of March. So that's in there. I have some conferences for my mastermind that I'm in. So those dates are in there. If you're going to like convert kit conference, Kajabi conference, anything like that, you want to put those in there. That would be your second thing to go through the calendar is put in any conferences. And here's the thing. Maybe you haven't bought the ticket yet, but you're like, oh, I really want to go. Go in and put it in your calendar because remember, nothing is set in stone. We can always adjust, but go in and put it in there like it was set in stone. Okay. The next thing that we're going to put in is any client projects that we know. So if you are an executive assistant, you probably know that there's times in that client's business that are heavier. If you are in like with Janessa, she's on 
Brandy and Co. Like maybe we know when our big launches are. So maybe she would put that in her calendar. Or if you're a Facebook ad manager and you have launches, put those in your calendar or things that like, you know, that are going to be big for your client, or maybe you have sales funnels on the books or website designs, go in and put down those client projects on your calendar. Cause we want to see how this all pans out. So we're going to go in and put in those client projects. And I know you may not have like a full year's worth yet, but just go in and put as many of those big client projects that you can as possible. Okay, then we're also going to add when our client contracts end. This is a big one. I always did this and I had red stickers. Like I went to the store and got those smiley sticker, like the smiley faces where you had green, red, yellow. And I would put a red sticker on the date that the client's contract is going to end. If you've heard me speak, you know I love three and six month contracts because it helps you plan your marketing. It helps you get more prepared, raising your prices with a client. I love those three to six month contracts. So what I would encourage you to do is go through and put red sticker, whatever, on the dates where your client's contracts are gonna end. That way you can plan marketing around it. You can plan raising your prices around it. But I think that's really good to know. Even if you think they're gonna continue with them, go on and put when their contract ends because a lot of conversations can happen around that time. So that would be the next thing that I put in. And then the next thing you are going to do is you're going to put in any launches or anything you want to participate in. So maybe you want to launch a course or a membership, or maybe you want to promote someone's like an affiliate launch. If there's anything like that, I would go on and put that in your calendar as well. So those are the things that we're going to put on our calendar. And I'll run through those real quick again for you. We're going to reflect. That's the first thing. Then we are going to dump everything that we want to accomplish. And then on our calendar, we're going to put our family activities first. We're going to put any live events we are attending or want to attend. We're going to put client contracts in there and client projects. And then we're going to put any courses or affiliates or anything like that that we want to be part of that. I mean, you could be part of a convert kit. You know, they do launches, things like that. We want to put those in our books as well. So once we have our calendar all done for the year, we're going to go through each month and see how much white space we have. White space is so important and I am 100% guilty of not creating enough white space. And so in January, we're gonna look and we're like, okay, we have this family trip, we have this, 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 this. Okay, what does this leave me time to work on one of my projects I wanna look at? And for me in January, it's overly booked between clients and everything. And when I saw this, I was like, this is the white space that... I need. So when I went on, I was moving things around because remember, nothing's permanent. You can do this in post-it notes if you want. But then in February, things got moved. March, things got moved. April. So there was more white space. The white space in the calendar gives us time to think, reflect, have those spontaneous trips. It also gives us time to add in those projects that we want to work on. And so that's why that white space is so important. So I would encourage you, once you go through, making sure that you have enough white space on each month and then moving things around so you do have enough. 
because sometimes we just like overly plan. We plan, plan, plan. And that's where we start to feel overwhelmed and anxiety and all these feelings. But when we can move things around and alleviate some of that and then see where the spots are for us to work on those dream projects that we want to, or the things that we just have to get done, it becomes more doable, tangible, less overwhelming because we see the white space. And the white space is also where creativity happens. And so when you have time to think and reflect, that's when more ideas are born. That's when we can get better. That's also where we can create back-end systems. Like right now, a lot of people in SurfScale Soar have some downtime, so they're getting their back-end systems set up. And I think that's so, so smart. That happens in the white space. So that's how we plan out that part. Now, I don't want to stop there because that is the calendar part. And that's really important. But now I want to go back to that brain dump list that we had where we just listed out all the things that we want to do in 2020 and accomplish. And now what we're going to do is we're going to look at our white space. We're going to go through our calendar and find those white spaces. And what I suggest is you go through and pick one to three of those projects because it depends on the size of the projects and you tackle them each 90 days. So each quarter you're going to tackle a project or three projects depending on the size. And that is how you break this up. And then what I do, so an example of this is we have a lot going on in quarter one. So I'm probably not going to tackle any of our projects like I am going to tackle getting the new bank account set up, but that's it. That's the only project we're tackling in quarter one for my team and I, because anything else would be too much when we look at the calendar. Now, quarter two, we have a lot of white space. So we're going to tackle three of those projects off my brain dump. And that's where we start scheduling. Okay, so these 30 days, we can tackle this one. These 30 days, we can tackle this one. These 30 days, we can tackle this one. That's when they go and click up and assign dates to it. So no dates are going to be signed January, February, March for my team. However, April, May, and June are going to have some pretty strict deadlines for these activities because there's a lot of white space. And so this is how you're going to tackle that list of things that you want to accomplish. And so what we do is we go through, I'll schedule all those tasks out that need to be accomplished and those projects that need to be accomplished during that time. And then what happens is I see what's left over and maybe it's write a book. (laughs) I'm just going to put this out here. And so let's say I want to write a book. Well, once I get everything scheduled, writing a book doesn't fit right now. So maybe that gets pushed. And so because that's not a top priority for me either. So it's one of those things where like that brain dump, you are marking what is a priority? What has to happen? What is something that like if it happens good, if it doesn't happen, that's okay too. And when you go through this, you're able to accomplish your projects so much easier because we're scheduling them in the white space to be finished and not just worked on. So the project that I schedule will have a set deadline and it will be due that month. And I will hold myself accountable that that project is done, that it was scheduled for, because that's when I set the time for it to be done, not worked on. It will be done. And so that way we're not giving ourselves the whole year to finish this project. 
we're giving ourselves 30 days to get it done. That's where progress is made is when we stop allowing ourselves to have all the time in the world to finish something or even 12 months. And instead, we're dedicated 30 days or two weeks or whatever yours is to get it done. Because when we give ourselves more time, we take more time. When we give ourselves a hard deadline and we stick to it because we're working out integrity of ourselves to ourselves, that's when things are accomplished. So that is how I plan my 2020. It's all about putting family first, scheduling in all the dates, making sure that there's white space, and then we go to our brain dump list and schedule in those projects that we want to accomplish in 2020 and setting firm deadlines for that to be accomplished. So that is your guide to planning your 2020 as a service provider. Oh man, after listening to that episode, I am ready to go reevaluate, replan, and I'm so stoked about 2020. And I hope this gave you the actionable items so you can set yourself up for your best year yet. And I truly, truly believe 2020 is going to be that year. And if you want more support in 2020, I encourage you to go and register for my free training how to scale to consistent 10K months without hiring a team. You can access that free training at servescalesore.com forward slash 10K. That's the number 10, the letter K. And I encourage all of you to go out this week, serve your clients, scale your business, and soar into the six-figure year you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.